All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone, to the eighth episode of the second season of the Heart to Heart podcast. My name is Hafiz, and today we're going to be finishing off the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0. And so today we're going to focus on the last aspect of it, and that is relationship management strategies. Hey, yo, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make this complicated. What about the time we wasted on our love, on our love, I can keep the things we traded. Alright, so just a reminder that there are four different aspects to emotional intelligence. The first one is self-awareness, second one is self-management, the third one is social awareness, and the fourth one is relationship management. So we've touched upon um, the other three, and now we're going to be focusing on relationship management. And then at the end, I'll give you my thoughts real quick. Okay, so what are some relationship management strategies? Okay, number one, be open and curious, okay? Give people enough information about you that they can understand your perspective. Ask others questions to learn about their perspectives. I'm very, very big on this. I honestly believe that the only way that we could broaden our horizon, the only way that we could really find what we believe is true is to find out what other people believe. Everyone's got different beliefs, right? The idea of identifying which one suits you is only achieved by getting all the information and identifying which one seems right to you and which one doesn't. A lot of things are very... Uh, what's the right term here? They're very subjective. A lot of things. Um, so it's very, very important that you do not, you're not closed-minded and that you're open to different ideas, different, different thoughts, different things. Um, it's very, very important that you are. Alright, number two. Enhance your natural communication style. Analyze how those who know you view you. Alright, so upsides of my style, downsides of my style, just create a little table, have them as both sides. So left side, upsides of my style, the right side of the downsides of my style. And basically how you could use the upsides um, of your style is what you want to identify. Okay, so how could you use it to improve your communication? Um, how can you eliminate or minimize the downsides of your style? This, this everyone's communication style um, really is... is different to a certain degree but there are certain aspects of it that tend to do more harm than good and those are the things that you really need to pay attention to and you need to make sure that you're not um, or at least limiting the amount limiting how often you do it all right number three avoid giving mixed signals pay attention to your emotions and how your body language and vocal expression are coming across to people everyone hates mixed signals okay because if if someone okay the the human the hum, a human would desire comfort right we want comfort and comfort is knowing whether um knowing for certain whatever the matter is that's what comfort is giving mixed signal is telling is making them doubt you but also making them doubt themselves and when they doubt themselves and they can't trust themselves they can't trust you assuming that lack of self-trust comes from you, right? So it's very, very important that when you're when you're communicating a thought or an idea or anything, be clear, be straightforward. Just just tell them tell them what it is. Now that doesn't mean that you have to be um very rude about it per se or anything along the lines of that. All it means is that you don't beat around the bush and just be like, hey, this is this is what the issue is. This is what the situation is. Um if you're interested in someone right don't be in this don't don't be don't be wishy-washy just we're, we're like here um one day you're gonna act interested in the other day you're not gonna they're gonna pick up on things like that 
This is not it's not something that's gonna help you or them at all for that matter. Okay, um number four. Remember little things pack a punch. Little courtesies such as please, thank you, and I'm sorry can make a big difference in your relationships with others. The little things um end up being the big picture. Because obviously if one of the big things are missing it's going to break down immediately. Like it's not even, it's not even going to go far, but the little things are the things that are going to continually happen over time. Cause they're not big enough to have that big of an impact on you, but they're still significant enough to bother you. And just little, little moments of, and things of annoyances just happen over time slowly, but surely. And they end up becoming the big picture. It ends up becoming the main issue that stops people from, that breaks people apart, that stops people from achieving their goal, that stops people from um, talking to people, kills relationships for that matter. Just a lack of, um, you know, lack of paying attention to the small things. So little things, whether it's for the bad or for the good, right? So little things for the good, you know, just um, honestly walking up to someone, someone you know and, 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 and trust and appreciate and just giving them a hug, right? They, that would make a huge difference in their day, um, or on the other hand, just on the other hand, just little little annoyances here and there. Um, those things could could make a huge huge difference in terms of um, taking their day sideways, especially if they're having a terrible day. Those little things are only going to make it worse. So it's very very important that you do pay attention to the little things and remember to almost remember to always 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 uh, positively incorporate little things into their life because everyone could use it really. Number five, take feedback well. Listen carefully. Ask for examples of what you have said or done that led the person to view you in a certain way. Whether you agree, whether you agree with the feedback or not, thank the person for being willing to share their perspective. After the feedback, think seriously about what you heard. How did you, how did you react to it emotionally and rationally? Create a plan to make some adjustments so the person knows you took their feedback seriously. I love this one. Um... How we learn is by getting feedback, whether it's feedback from ourselves or feedback from others or, or feedback from life, um, from wherever it is that the feedback comes from, we learn from feedback. Our future actions are based off of the feedback that we received previously. Whether it's something that's great happened and we, you know, we feel great. Well, that's the feedback that we're getting, right? So um, it's important for us to... to understand how others perceive us so we could improve for the better not to put ourselves down okay don't you you can't let other people's perspective of you people who are hating specifically can't let their perspective get the better of you you have to be able to distinguish between um putting between getting constructive feedback and uh, receiving hate because they're both going to come at times they both might feel similar but uh, if you're really really open to it you'll be able to distinguish the difference. Just as a hint though, majority, the difference mainly lies in whether it's a personal opinion matter or a, um, I guess, factual or a, in most of the scenarios, X occurs matter, basically. Um, if that was confusing, to just to re-explain that real quickly, basically, um, there are some things that are just personal opinion. I'm going to give the most basic example. What's your favorite color? You could have a different color than someone else. If someone critiques you for having a different favorite color, that's that's just hatred or just 
banter or whatever but that's not to be taken seriously however if someone tells you doing uh, if someone tells you jumping off of a mountain is gonna lead you to getting hurt right and and you think of that as hate when reality they're just trying to you know save you and whatnot because you know what if you're jumping off a mountain you're likely gonna get hurt right so that's more of a like a factual thing or that's more of um something that's much more likely to happen so that's the difference number six build trust to build trust you need to be consistent in your words and actions over time you will need to do what you say you will do gradually share things about yourself so the other person understands you better watch and listen closely to gain an understanding of the other person okay building trust is absolutely critical without trust there is nothing after that if someone if someone does not trust you there's nothing left there's absolutely nothing left it's broken you're eating this it's the, the scraps at the end that that's it there's nothing else trust is so critical in every type of relationship because if someone doesn't trust you they're gonna want to constantly monitor you to make sure that you're not gonna hurt them you're not gonna affect them to make sure you're not gonna um, make things worse for yourselves or for them so building trust is really really important and the key to building trust is to be a person of your word, right? If you say you're going to do something, make sure you do it. If for some reason you can't do it, you need to you need to make sure that you do explain to them the reasoning behind you not doing it. Obviously, it has to be a valid reason because if you don't have a valid reason for not losing for not doing it, that's how you lose trust or not build trust at all. Um, also, one other way of building trust is opening up about yourself, right? When when we find people relatable, we trust them a lot more. So it's very important to be relatable to other people um and vice versa you also want to be able to listen to them to hear about their their perspective their experiences um and giving them the opportunity to build trust with you as well because if you're all closed up you're not going to be able to build trust with them number seven have an open door policy literally the point i was just making be as accessible as you can while realizing that you cannot be there for everyone at all times yes we we at times and this is this is unfortunate it's like really unfortunate because we want to be there for everyone but we can't um and so it's very very important that we are accessible um to as many people as we could without hurting ourselves because if we are hurt ourselves we can't help people for the most part there's always going to be exceptions but for the most part while we're hurt can't really help people so it's important that we do take care of ourselves and then we do work on taking care of other people um but yeah open open your door to as many people um as you can and when you find someone who's drag dragging you down or is um negatively affecting you close that door put another door because you never know when you're going to find that one person that one person is going to change your life completely. You never know. Number eight, only get mad on purpose. Don't let your anger control you. Be angry with the right person to the right degree at the right time for the right purpose and in the right way. Express your anger when you know it will show the gravity of a situation and serve to improve the relationship. Controlling yourself is absolutely essential to everyone's success your self-control impacts everyone around you and if you can't control when you get mad you really need to work on that because um 
you're gonna you're gonna have to not let some things bother you especially when it's the little things there are obviously certain situations where you know you're allowed to get mad and whatnot um in fact where you should get mad uh, and it's where things are built up in you and whatnot you shouldn't you shouldn't let it build up in you um but the other option is to to not let it enter like once it's built up in you um if you need to get angry get angry don't hurt anyone get angry though um but the the ideal scenario and what it's suggesting here and what i would definitely suggest is to not even let it enter into you right if something isn't positive filter it out get it out of there well obviously constructive criticism aside because that's probably not going to be positive but otherwise if it's not going to help you just toss it out there don't even let it enter into you that's that's the key to controlling everything and then when you when when you understand the severity of a situation and you you understand how important it is that's when you want to intentionally get yourself to react in a certain way that's what it's saying okay number nine don't avoid the inevitable don't avoid a person whom you must interact strive to put boundaries in place to make your interaction as helpful as possible for both of you if you're gonna end up staying spending time with someone avoiding them is only gonna make them despise you a bit more it's gonna make them uh dislike your presence even more it's gonna make them act differently towards you than they do with other people so even if you don't like them don't act as if you don't like them just 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 set your boundaries just just tell them hey i I don't like you doing this and this and this please don't do it around me don't do what i'm here i ask that you respect it obviously if this is like in a work environment or school environment where there's like an authority that you go to in order to um, help you solve this uh, issue then you could always threaten them with it that's absolutely not an issue but otherwise um don't avoid them because avoiding them is not gonna help either of you all it's gonna do is create animosity can create unspoken animosity right so you both just internally dislike each other without even talking about it and so it's just built up and you're gonna notice small things here and there that shouldn't be bugging you that will end up bugging you so definitely don't do that. Number 10. Acknowledge the other person's feelings. Rather than stifle or try to change people's feelings, simply acknowledge them. You don't have to agree with their feelings, but it helps to let them know you notice their struggle. When you sense that a person is upset or troubled, here is a process that may help. Here are a couple suggestions you can make. It appears something is troubling you. I'm sorry you are upset. Do you want to talk about it? If they do, then listen carefully and summarize what you heard. If they want to talk about it, listen carefully and summarize what you heard. I'm going to be honest. 70% of all problems with regards to um, any type of relationship would be solved if we acknowledge the other person's feelings. If we acknowledge the other person's perspective their view and whatnot i am not saying that um we encourage their feelings or their actions or reactions um or specifically feelings actually i'm not saying that we encourage them to feel certain way when it's not ideal for them or it's not appropriate but doing anything but acknowledging it is not going to help them calm down it's not going to help them relax it's not it's not going to it's not going to help them feel 
important or, or validated or anything along, along the lines of that. It's not going to do any of that. So, um, because of that, it's very, very important that you do acknowledge it. Just, just people want to feel heard. Straight up, people want to feel heard. And so it's important that you make them feel heard. And um, that's about it. You, you honestly don't even have to go further than that. Chances are, if someone's really feeling down or upset and whatnot, and they want to be acknowledged, they're going to do most of the, the conversation. They're going to lead the, 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 the conversation in the direction that they want it to head into. And you're going to be doing most of the listening. That's how it works. Number 11. Compliment the person's emotions or situation. Your role is to notice other people's moods and be there for them in a helpful way. That is literally all most people ask for. Just be there for them and accept their how they're feeling because there's usually a reason behind it again whether it's valid or not there is a reasoning behind it so accept it and if you want to talk about it later on by all means in fact it's encouraged to discuss it but accept it at the moment because otherwise they're not going to be able to do it um, they're not going to be able to communicate properly in that mood number 12 when you care show it when someone does something well don't hesitate to let them know you notice it and appreciate it. Vary the way you do this. For example, try some of these. Okay, In person, thank you. Email notes. Greeting card. Inexpensive gift tailored to their preferences. We don't, um, we don't appreciate each other enough. We don't um, tell each other we appreciate each other enough. We don't show that we appreciate each other enough. And if we end up losing someone who's important to us we lose them and then we suffer we suffer knowing that we didn't do our best we beat ourselves up because we felt like we could have done more avoid that situation okay when you care for someone tell them you care show them you care this applies to every single person you are no exception regardless of what position you are Okay, show them that you care and you'll you're going to develop a much you're going to find yourself in much healthier relationships and much more um, much more caring relationships, much more uplifting relationships. You're going to find that a lot. Number 13, explain your decisions. Don't just make them. Tell people the alternatives you considered and why the final choice makes sense. Acknowledge how the decision will affect everyone. Yes, um, when you decide, you, you don't want to, um, people want to people feel involved in what they're um, doing or feeling or, or anything along the lines of that, right? You don't want to, when, when you enter into, what's a good example? It's like if you play in, in, in a soccer team, right? You, you won the whole tournament, but if you've never been on the bench um, or you've never, sorry, if you've never been on the field, it, it's not going to feel the same as if you were on the field. And maybe you didn't assist or score, but you still were on the field and you played, right? That's what feels really, really good. And so whenever a decision is being made, it's important that you do tell people the reasoning behind it. Because we are curious creatures. As humans, we are curious beings. And I think it's really important that um, settling some of that, that curiosity is going to make people trust you more. It's going to make people believe in you. 
and it's gonna it's gonna just make the whole environment a lot easier number 14 make your feedback direct and constructive consider the best way to give the feedback so it's easiest for the person to understand and accept strive to be clear direct constructive and respectful absolutely um no one no i'm gonna be honest no one likes when you don't tell the story straightforward because when we're interested in hearing a story or, or a thought or something along the lines of that we want to hear it like we actually want to hear it and so not jumping straight forward into it right and just beating around the bush is not gonna help them fulfill that that want of um understanding what's the, the point that you have to make or to bring right yeah it's um it's it's important that the, the feedback that you give or comments that you make or things along the lines of that are direct there shouldn't be any doubt in the other person's mind that's the only way of effectively communicating number 15 align your intention with your impact Think before you speak or act. Make an appropriate and sensitive response. Oh my word. I've seen way too many people um, who just speak first and then act. Um, that has consequences. It's very, very, very important that what you say is what you believe and what you believe is what you act. Because if either of those are missing, that's when people stop trusting you. That's when people stop believing that you are who you say you are. And if you want to be who you say you are, you need to do them all. Um, and if someone's feeling down, there's no point in putting them down anymore. Just make make comments that are appropriate according to the situation. Um, if uh, yeah, depending on the situation, just just make just make appropriate comments. Don't we don't want to be putting anyone down who who who's already feeling down. Or who's doing good. We don't want to bring them down either. Number 16. Offer a fix-it statement during a broken conversation. Look at both sides to figure out where the interaction went off track. Say something neutral to help you take a pause. It can be as simple as, this is hard. So this happens a lot when you have deep conversations. Or conversations where um, someone is talking about something they're going through. And they're asking you for advice. Or... Um, they themselves are confused and they're trying to sort it out themselves. When you need a bit of time to think about it, just add a, add a buffer um, phrase, right? So this is hard. Is That's a great um, phrase to use right there. Or um, saying, wow, that that's a lot, right? Something like that. That's something that'll buy you a bit of time because they're going to agree. They're going to be like, yeah, that is a lot. And then they're going to um, they themselves are going to take the time that they need as well. So it's going to buy you um, a bit of time. Um, yeah, try to try to keep it neutral, though. Yeah. Number 17, tackle a tough conversation. Try this process when you must tackle a tough conversation. All right. Start your number one. Start your conversation by stating the common ground you share. Number two, ask the person to share his or her point of view. Number three. Resist the urge to plan a rebuttal. Number four, help the other person understand your side. Communicate clearly and directly. Number five, even if there is a disagreement, once you understand both perspectives, find a way to move the conversation forward to closure. 
after the meeting, keep in touch with the person to see how they're doing. This is how you have a respectful conversation. Okay, uh, it's understandable that people might have different perspectives, different perspectives of different things. And this is all based off of, you know, their life experiences. We've all had different life experiences. We're all living different life, different lives right now. So um, I love this uh, list, you know, just uh, always, always start with the common ground, though, because if you don't, um, you're immediately starting a war. You're starting a war. You're starting um, a you're starting with an extreme on your end, which is just going to roll over to an extreme on the other end. And that's not ideal. So start off with a common ground, ask for their perspective first and try to actually understand their perspective, right? Chances are usually the other person has a point, whether it's valid according to you or not, they usually do have a point. So get their perspective, um, try and understand it the best you can, then tell your perspective. Um, don't attack their point just convey your point. Um, and chances are you, you're probably still going to disagree with them and that's perfectly fine. Um, just find a way to, to, to like end the conversation um, on a good note. Just agree to disagree basically. Um, and uh, after that, to, to let them know that you're not cheesed at them or anything along the lines of that. Um, just keep in touch with them briefly, you know? All right. That'll be the end of that. And that is the end of the book so um just my final thoughts on the book um when it comes to increasing uh what's it called emotional intelligence what i want you to do is to pick one of the four skills right so one of self-awareness social awareness um self-management and then relationship management so pick one sorry i got that order mixed up um, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and then relationship management. Pick one of them, all right? Um, and you'll be, the reason is because you're going to be much more effective um, with increasing it if you pick on one of them and you focus on one of them um, at, at a time, right? Um, because if you try and do all four of them at the same time, what you're going to find is you're going to, you're going to be slacking off in one of them. And if uh, the foundation is not there, the rest is not going to um, be there. So if your self-awareness isn't there, I would highly, highly suggest starting from there and then building your way up because self-awareness is the foundation for all of them. To be honest, without self-awareness, you can't really do the rest um, and then just build upon um, each other. So if you have self-awareness, to be honest, if you have self-awareness, you could either jump to social awareness or self-management um they both um they both work in terms of you know the direction that you're heading into so within each um within each skill pick three strategies okay pick any three strategies that you like and implement them implement them uh regularly keep your eyes um peeled for when they apply to you in your actual life and after you notice the improvement in the skill that you selected um, either you could pick three more strategies or you can move on to the next one, whichever you prefer. Um, but without a doubt, um, I think it's, uh, it's kind of important to, to develop these, these skills. One more time, I'm going to quickly summarize, um, these four skills. So, um, self-awareness, self-awareness is 
The ability to stay away from your emotions in the moment and understand your tendencies across situations. Self-management is your ability to use your, your awareness of your emotions to stay flexible and direct your behavior positively. Social awareness is your ability to accurately pick up on emotions in other people and understand what is really going on with them. And relationship management is your ability to use your awareness of your own and others' emotions to manage interactions successfully. That was a summary of the book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this benefited you as much as it did me. And I can't wait to talk to you all later. Peace.